One day I'm washing dishes at my kitchen sink and I suddenly got a very strong message that came into my head and it wasn't my thought. And the message was, Saul has to go. Many lessons will be learned from his death. And I stopped in my kitchen. I went, what am I thinking? This is crazy. And I filled the glass of water. I went to him. He was in the family room watching a football game. I kissed the top of his head and I gave him this glass of water and I put the thought completely. I had the thought, but I didn't say a word because it was crazy and I like kind of pushed it away. Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast, where we share new and different ways to practice gratitude that you might not have thought of before. Our guests come from many different and diverse backgrounds. And the one thing they all have in common is a passion for gratitude. I'm Julie Boye, a gratitude and gut health expert, and I love showing you different ways to practice gratitude that you might not have thought of before. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to be welcoming Irene Weinberg today as my guest. She's the host of the Grief and Rebirth podcast, and I had the opportunity to be a guest on an episode a few months ago. Such an amazing experience. And while we were chatting for that episode, I realized that Irene was going to be a fantastic guest for our audience here on the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. This episode is for you if you've been dealing with the loss of a spouse. It's also for you if you aren't sure if there's a higher power or if you've been questioning your own spirituality. And most of all, this episode is for you if you want to learn how to find gratitude during our most difficult times. Irene shares an incredible story about how she found gratitude after losing her husband in a car accident and the spiritual awakening that followed. There's a lot of incredible goodness in this episode, and I'm just so excited to share it with you. Now, before we start, just a quick reminder that our Gut Reset program starts on May 25th, so this is your last chance to join us. Here's a little bit more information on that program. If you've been around the podcast for the last few months, you may remember that I talked about the six-week Gut Reset program that was running for April and May. If you missed your chance to join us for the six-week Gut Reset, I'm so excited to share that we are doing a shorter pre-summer Gut Reset program from May 25th to June 28th. The Gut Reset program is paying attention to what you are putting into your body every day and how you treat yourself. It's understanding how different foods make you feel and how they affect your personal digestion. The program includes four weeks of support from our professional program leaders, a community of like-minded women, three individual coaching sessions, live weekly online yoga classes with my co-founder, Kathy Skelcher, a certified yoga instructor and women's health coach, and weekly live gratitude meditations by me as well. Now, if you're looking to find out more about this program and see if it's the right fit for you, there is a link in the podcast description, or you can visit wakeupwithgratitude.com and check out wellness programs. We'd love to have you join us for this last gut reset that we'll be doing until the fall. Before we get into the interview with Irene, I wanted to mention one more thing. Some of you who have been around me on social media might be aware that I went to Las Vegas last week for a very special event with Tony Robbins. I'd been looking forward to this trip for months and was very excited to be at my first in-person event in a long time. 
I share my experience in a series of videos on TikTok, one that has gone viral about the three reasons why I will never attend an event with Tony Robbins again. To summarize, the three reasons why I won't be attending an event with Tony Robbins again are one, he thought it was okay to share his personal views on COVID restrictions and vaccinations in a business event, and being someone who is vaccinated and was masked at the event, his opinions were the complete opposite of mine. The second reason is that he complained about how lockdowns had affected his business, and the net result of the lockdowns was that he created a studio that has now allowed him to serve up to a million people at his live events versus the 15,000 he was able to before the pandemic. His business has grown exponentially. And the last reason is that he disparaged our host in front of us. This was a special event for a particular audience in a particular program, and Tony thought it would be okay to speak negatively about the host while the host was in the room and all of us being part of this host's community. You can take a closer look at that video and other videos around this topic on my TikTok. Thanks so much, friends, for your support, for being here, for supporting the podcast. I want to let you know how much I appreciate you and how grateful I am that you are here that you listen, that you download and share these episodes. It means so much for me that these incredible stories of gratitude are being shared on a worldwide stage. Okay, friends, let's get right into this wonderful interview with Irene Weinberg. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and today I'm welcoming Irene Weinberg to the podcast. Hello, my friend. Hey, Julie. It's so great to be here with you. Oh, I'm so excited. Thank you so much, Irene, for joining me. I had the honor of being a guest on Irene's podcast, which is Grief and Rebirth. Finding joy, finding the joy in life. And this is the her podcast is amazing. She has so many incredible guests. I highly, highly recommend listening to her podcast, not just the episode that we did, which was amazing because she gave me a space to share things that I might not have otherwise shared. And we can talk about the spirituality side of Irene, which I'm sure we will. Um, She's also the author of They Serve Bagels in Heaven. Uh, She is an accomplished speaker. She has an incredibly powerful story of gratitude and loss and gratitude and love. And I just, I'm so excited to you know, get into this story with Irene about, you know, finding love and finding gratitude with her husband, Saul, who is, you know, he is the, the reason there is a book. He, she will tell uh, the story of his passing, but there's a lot, it's so incredible because there's a lot of gratitude in, in this story and weaved throughout Irene's life. So Irene, Tell me about this, you know, magical time that you had with Saul. Well, Saul and I, and I was so blessed to have Saul in my life. Saul and I both came from very unhappy first marriages and we met each other and we had both been in counseling and we had both been, you know, with our first marriages and all our problems and all. And when we, we linked up together and found each other, we, Honestly, Julie, never stopped being grateful for each other because we had both experienced tremendous emotional abuse in our first marriages. Now, in uh, when he I started dating him, I said to myself, 
I don't know how, if I'm going to end up with this guy, but if I have one minute, 10 years or a hundred years with this guy, every minute will be precious. And I will never be bitter about anything. Cause at least I experienced this marvelous man with great love. I mean, there were a thousand people at his funeral. So many people loved him. He was such a really good man. And, um, I was blessed to know and love him. I, I, you know, I was, I never stopped being grateful for when he would take me out to dinner, we were married. We knew each other 21 years before the accident when he died next to me in the car accident. But when he would take me out to dinner, I would, or whatever, I would always say, thank you, Sully. Thank you, Sully. And people would comment about that. You, we never stopped so much so that, and I'll talk I'm sure about the story with the accident, but the night before he died, he said to me, I'm so lucky and thankful to have you in my life. That was the way our relationship was. We were always grateful for each other. Oh, I love that so much, Irene. It's so beautiful that you share that because you know, we mentioned, we were chatting before we started recording about how, you know, there are just people that spend their whole life looking for love and never really find it. And I, it's interesting, you know, you shared this about coming out of a marriage that, um, you know, you experienced emotional abuse that, that didn't, that did not go well. And I also actually, I'm married for a second time. Um, my first marriage was to an alcoholic and I just decided that, I did not want to raise children with someone who is an alcoholic and wouldn't also get treatment for it. So, you know, there's a difference, I think, not acknowledging and not taking care of yourself. And I just didn't want that for my future family. And so, and I, you know, I think I might've got married for the wrong reasons. You know, we talk about that love. Like, I don't know that I had that my first marriage. I'm not sure if it was the same for you, but I really like, once I found my partner with Dan, the man that I'm married to now, you know, my, my life partner, um, truly understanding what love and reciprocal love looks like. And I think it's important to know that, you know, just because we're in a situation that isn't working, that's not going well, it doesn't mean that love can't happen for us. It doesn't mean that doesn't exist. And sometimes going through those really hard experiences allows us to look at the other side and say, well, but this is what I actually want, right? This is what I'm looking for. So I just really resonate with that part of your story. And I just, I love so much that you made an a conscious effort to share your gratitude with Saul every day that he was with you. So, you know what else it did for me, Julie, when, when the accident happened Yeah, and, and I'll talk about, you know, what happened to me, the spiritual awakening I had, but, but when the accident happened, I never had any bitterness to this day about losing him because I did have that wonderful love. And I really started out with no matter whatever time I have with him, I'm grateful. So I never like I hear women say I wanted more. I wanted this. I wanted that. But that maybe wasn't in our life plan. But I had and I hear and I talked to so many women who are they were just like a minute of what I had for all those years. So, you know, I'm grateful. I just I'm, I'm blessed. I knew it. I had it. Yeah. It it's so powerful. And I think really at this point, you know, it's really important that we get into the story of your accident because 
you know, when we spoke on your podcast, you're like, I really have this powerful story about gratitude and, you know, what happened with the accident. And I was like, I don't, I'm not, this is really something I don't really know that I've even thought of or heard of, or the way that you found gratitude uh, during a, a tragedy. And I'll let you share, of course, the story in your own words, but it is, Irene, this is very, very powerful. So I'll, you know, give you the floor to share what happened when you lost Saul. Thank you. Well, I was married to Saul um, for about going on 18 years. And one day I was washing dishes and I didn't believe in spirituality. I thought it was hooey. I was brought up in a, I I was brought uh, brought up in a very traditional Jewish home and I did all the motions that you were taught to do, but did anyone really hear me if I was praying or whatever? I had no idea. And uh, so one day I'm washing dishes at my kitchen sink and I suddenly got a very strong message that came into my head and it wasn't my thought. And the message was Saul has to go. Many lessons will be learned from his death. And I stopped in my kitchen. I went, what am I thinking? This is crazy. And I filled the glass of water. I went to him. He was in the family room watching a football game. I kissed the top of his head and I gave him this glass of water. And I put the thought completely. I had the thought, but I didn't say a word because it was crazy. And I like kind of pushed it away. And two months later, we, we, we were skiers and we were coming home from our ski house in the on the New York, uh, in the Catskills, in the Catskill Mountains. And we were on the New York State Thruway. And we had been driving about an hour and a half. So I was driving the car and we were going about 72 miles an hour. And I felt the car go into a huge swerve. And I looked over and Saul was sound asleep at the wheel. And I called out to him and he opened his eyes, saw what was happening and went to pull the car out of the swerve. And as he did, we rose up into the air. It felt like I was in a gigantic roller coaster. And I, I'm petite, so I pulled myself in very tight. And the car started to rise up into the air for the first of four flips. And as we took the first ride up, I got a second message. And the message that came into my brain said, he's not going to make it. You are. And we flipped hard four times. I've had like four major surgeries on from this accident, but I was conscious and took everything in through the whole thing. And as we kept flipping and hitting hard on the right hand side, we eventually ended up in a ravine. And I look over at Saul and I said, Saulie, are you okay? And I see indeed that the messages I got were right. I'm looking at the shell of my husband and his beautiful essence, his personality is gone. And I go, wow. I said to myself in the moment, as the helicopter is landing with EMTs jumping out of the helicopter, we held up traffic on the New York State Thruway for two and a half hours. It was such a bad accident. And I looked and I said to myself, wow, the messages I got, they were right on. We do, I got in that moment, we go on. He is probably still here. Um, Oh my goodness. And as these guys jumped out of the helicopter, uh, uh, you know, jumped out to flip my car over and 
reach into my the shattered window of my car to pull me through the window of my car, I again thought to myself, I'm so okay. It's my show now. I guess I'm so lucky that I had him. And then as they grabbed my shoulders and pulled me through the window of my car, a male voice, I tell women, I want to tell you it was a female voice, but for some reason it was a male voice, came into my head and said to me, be loving and kind to everyone as they laid me on the side of the road. Well, if I wasn't grateful before, now I'm really aware. And now I'm starting to thank everyone who comes near me. The EMTs, thank you for coming out. The week It's the weekend before Christmas. Thank you for helping me so much as they're loading me into the helicopter. They get me to the hospital. And instead of screaming for myself, I say to the nurses, thank you so much. Thank you for helping me. Now, at the time, I didn't realize that I was bleeding to death. I needed two blood transfusions. I needed 19 stitches in an artery in the bottom of my foot. I had my, I had an eye that hemorrhaged. I had a knee. I lost an ACL in the knee. My collarbone was reversed inside my shoulder. I was going through all this, but I was, I, I was so aware. And as they took me into the hospital and I had this attitude of gratitude and being appreciative of everybody who came near me, the surgeon who was going to stitch up my, my foot came over to me and he said to me, Irene, I have to tell you that your husband's gone. And I said, I know, Doc, and I'm the luckiest woman in the world that I had this wonderful man in my life. And would you mind as you serve, as you operate on me, can I, they wanted to take off all my jewelry. I said, can I please just keep my wedding band on? I felt that he was near me. And then the way I was, and just, I mean, I got this message. I felt like I got a heavenly directive. Um, I got a call from the uh, assistant to the surgeon who operated on me three months later. And she said, Irene, I need to tell you, you changed lives in the emergency room that night. She said, we have seen so many tragedies on the New York State Thruway and no one has ever responded to something horrible that happened to you. Most people scream for themselves. They get very caught in the drama of whatever is. And all you wanted to do was thank everyone who came near you and be appreciative and loving towards everybody. I mean, even to the point where my stepdaughter got a call and she came running to the hospital and she looked around and she was looking for her father. And um, I had to tell her that her father had passed and she fainted. And when the nurses picked her up, I said, Sandy, listen to me. I said, I will always love you. And I will always be here for you. And I will never hurt you. And she said, I know. And she ran running out to her, to her husband to tell him what had happened. I was so conscious of everything. So now I get home and I'm in breathing hell. I mean, life is, and I'm dealing with all the problems and I'm in a wheelchair and I'm doing, you know, I'm going through this stuff, but I'm aware something is up and I don't know what it is, but I got those messages. Mm -hmm. And about six weeks after the accident, I got a message from my dry cleaner because I talk to everybody, Julie, you can tell I'm not, I'm like, 
<laughs> you are. I very friendly. And my dry cleaner called me and he said, you know, Irene, he said, um, I don't usually tell people this story, but you seem like you're a very open-minded woman. And I want to tell you that eight years ago, my wife and I lost a son to a drug overdose and we were besides ourselves and inconsolable. He said, and we went to all kinds of counselors and all kinds of people. He said, and no one could help us. He said, but then someone told us that the soul goes on to the other side. And we spoke to this person, this medium, this medium, this medium, and there's going to be a very well-known medium who is going to be, um, he's just starting out, but he's going to be very famous one day and he's fabulous. And he's like, he's going to be in a, what they call a gallery when a medium leads a group of people and they're all hoping to hear from their deceased loved ones. And that he said, if you come in two weeks, to my house, we'll go into my car and we'll go to this event. I had this is your idea. dry cleaner? This is my dry cleaner. <laughs> just, I'm just checking on the thread here. So <laughs> okay. my dry cleaner. Your dry cleaner calls you. Okay. Calls me. And you? Huh? Excuse me? No, I said continue. I just was like, <laughs> yeah, my this dry is your dry cleaner. I literally it's, talk to everyone. I yeah, mean, inviting I you to go see a medium. Right. So okay. my, I, get, I get into my soul's car. And um, because mine was completely totaled, there were pieces of my car on the throughway six yeah. months later. Um, I get in and I'm just out of my wheelchair and I get into uh, I drive in Saul's car to my medium's home, my 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 dry cleaner's home, which is about three or four towns away. I get in his car. Now he drives us about five towns away. I'm telling you for a reason to this event. And the medium was John Edward, who today is like unbelievably famous. And John Edward looked at me and I had no idea who he was. And he looked at me, he said, I don't even want to know your name. Go upstairs. And there were about only, I mean, John Edward has events. He's on, on TV. There were 35 people in the room. He was really wow. just starting out. And Saul came through. My dry cleaner was writing notes for me. Saul came through for 35 minutes with unbelievable, incredible proof that he had survived with information that there was no way John Edward could know. We'll be right back to the podcast in just a few short moments. My friends, I have a gift for you. I created a beautiful gratitude meditation that you can download directly to your phone. What I love about this gratitude meditation is that it's a great way to start your day. And I encourage you to turn your phone on airplane mode before you go to sleep. And the nice thing about having a meditation that's downloaded to your phone is that you don't need to turn your phone off airplane mode before you start your day with gratitude. So to access this gratitude meditation, please visit bit.ly forward slash gratitude, love, letter. It's all one word and gratitude, love, and letter are all capitalized. So that's bit.ly forward slash gratitude, love, letter. As a bonus, I'll be sharing with you my weekly gratitude, love letter into your inbox. It's something that will bring joy and happiness. And of course, gratitude to your inbox every single week. That way you'll never miss another episode of the podcast. You'll hear about other podcasts and blogs and articles that I find interesting and want to share with you. And I also share some of my favorite photos that I've taken 
that week. So if we're not connected on social media, you'll get the best of wake up with gratitude in your inbox as well. All right, friends, let's get back into this episode of the podcast. I mean, literally, like he's telling me he wore a lot of hats. Yeah, he was going bald. He used to wear baseball caps. He's telling me that he died in a different state than where he lives. He's telling me you're driving his favorite car with Sol Z on the license plate. He was a real estate developer. And the kids who he sold condos to loved him so much, they used to call him Uncle Sol Z. And he had Sol Z on the license plate. And that car was parked at my dry cleaner's home Right. Many towns away. There was no way. And on and on and on. So now I don't know who to tell about this. And there are two people I can trust with this information. This was in 1997 when this was, you know, spirituality and these subjects are much more common today. So um, I thought everyone in my world would think I'm crazy. I was able to call like two people who really understood and tell them, oh, my God, I'm so grateful. Oh, my God. So still with me. Oh, my God, he's on the other side. And I start going to different mediums and people, and they begin to tell me that there was a a divine plan and that if certain things didn't work, we had been soulmates. We knew each other through many lives. And if certain things didn't work out for us in this lifetime, we had an agreement before Mm -hmm. we manifested in this lifetime that he that he may have to go first. Well. Guess what? That's what happened. So do you mean like a soul contract? Yeah, we had a soul okay. contract. And let's, okay. So we're on pause for one sec. You just like, it's a lot of information for someone who may not like have any experience with this world, which now is definitely more common. And, um, you know, just pause a little bit about, you know, this, this idea of the the soul contract and the connecting through different lives and things. Maybe just give us a little bit more information about that for someone who's like, I don't, right. she's like lost me at all this. Right, she right, lost right. me at medium. So tell me <laughs> yeah, right. how this, how this works. Well, to anyone who's saying this is wild. That's how I felt. Yeah. That's it exactly how I felt. It was yeah. wild. And so what I did was when I started going to these different people, not only did I get told there was a divine plan, but I was told I was supposed to write a book. And I'm like, book, what book? I said, I was a buyer for Macy's. I helped him in his real estate business. I played the violin growing up. What book? All right. I took honors English in in, uh, (laughs) in high school, but what book? So, but it was him. He came through. Different people. He described his toes to to some through someone. He described the first meal I ever made him through someone. He described the first way he kissed me through someone. He described the outfit he wore the night he died. It was every way. And in every way, he kept saying, I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much. And we're supposed to go on and I'm supposed to work with you. And I'm like, okay, now I have a choice. I can go back to my old belief system and think this is continues to be hooey or dang, it's Saul. And I would do anything for him. So I started working with a woman who did what they call automatic writing. And for those who are not familiar with it, she was a woman who could sit down and get messages and write the messages. And I'm now reading books about spirituality and I'm reading and getting an education and I'm reading about that there are past lives and that we reincarnate and we go on. 
So I begin to ask her, and, and now I'm being told to write a book. So, okay, now I'm taking, I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but I'm taking notes for a potential book. And I begin to ask her, did we have past lives together? She goes, I don't have the ability to get that information. So now being a sleuth, because I'm on this path, mm. I started asking and someone recommended this woman who was able to channel and to those who are not familiar with this world, there are, I liken this ability to people are born with tremendous musical ability. People are born with tremendous athletic ability, artistic ability. There are people who are born with this ability that they can tune in to this invisible world because they're really all around us. We leave our body suits and we cross over, but that, you know, so they're able to see that hear it, see it. And um, so yeah, there's um, I, there's a term for it. If people like there's clairvoyance, there's clairsentience, there's clairaudience, like different ways that we connect. And I just just for people that, again, are not are new to this world um, mainstream today, you know, Tyler Henry has a special on Netflix, which is very helpful for people to just at least be introduced to this world in a way that doesn't seem scary or too woo woo or too. Um, and I love what you said, too, that you made a choice that you could either go and keep the life that you had before as the Macy's buyer, all these things, or you could become a sleuth and investigate and dive into this world that had not, you'd not even really been aware of or acknowledged before this happened. And what a gift that you said, yes, because then you had this connection that continued with your partner after his body was no longer physically right. on this plane, which I mean, talk about a, an, a real depth of gratitude to have that relationship. So you ended up, you wrote your book. And I want to tell you one other thing. Oh, yeah, sure. thing. He kept telling me when I would talk to these people, he'd say, I want you to have love again. They're not jealous on the other side. He'd say, I only want, I only want for you happiness and love. And I want you to go on with your life and we're going to work together. But that doesn't mean that you're not supposed to have love and joy again in your life. So like he, he really, he really was just so wonderful. And I was so grateful for that message also, because it gave me permission not to cling to the swamp of suffering and martyr myself or, you know, oh my God, I gave me permission to heal. I became passionate about healing and, um, which translates to what I'm doing now. Of course, I became very passionate about healing and moving forward because I got this encouragement from him. I, I want you to heal and move forward. I want you to have love again. I want you to be present in your world. You are going, we're going to help people and um, just stay tuned, more to come. So now I am, now I work with this woman and there are different types of mediums also, as you know, Julie, there are mediums who with their eyes open, very present in the world, they can give you all kinds of, like John Edward did with me, they can give you all kinds of experiential information. Yep. There are also mediums that um, a person from the other side can literally come through them and yes. they can mouth, it's yep. called channeling and they can channel yep. what they're saying. And there's a whole thing. There's a whole uh, part of my book where I talk about um, how to discern if people are real or not, because, yes, there are charlatans in this world, just like in any other world and all of that. But 
I was I, I kept being referred to really good people. And Saul came through this one woman like he was right in front of me talking to me. And how I knew it was real was I asked her because now I'm doing research for the book. And I asked her, did I have past lives with Saul? Did we did we um Oh, yes, she said to me, he's telling me. Now, she was Methodist. She had never heard a word of Hebrew in her life. And I always carried a little bit of skepticism with me. And this is what convinced me that this was so real, that it was Saul. She said to me, um, he's telling me you had a lifetime with him in ancient Israel when he was your rabbi and you were a little boy in his what they called the school in those days was a yeshiva. And she said, he called you a good little boy. You were such a good little boy in that lifetime. And you became very good friends. And she said, I'm, I'm asking him what his name was or what in that lifetime. Mm-hmm. And she said, I'm getting a very weird word I've never heard before. And she said, it sounds like Yelid Tov. I said, oh, my God. Yelid Tov is Hebrew for a good little boy. So he was saying that in that lifetime, I was the Yelid Tov in his class. And that's how I knew that this was really Saul coming through and this was real. And I talk about all of that. By the way, everyone, my book is called They Serve Bagels in Heaven. And you can find out if they come with locks and cream cheese on page eight. I tell people. (laughs) And coffee. But anyway, there's a a whole... um, Saw literally channeled to me his experience crossing over. Mm-hmm. And I asked him questions about what happens on the other side with evil and soulmates and all different kinds of things. So I'm on this path now, Julie, yeah. and I'm meeting with people and I'm hearing people's heartbreaking stories. And I'm work. I, I actually at one point worked with a medium and every time I'm hearing all this, I'm so grateful. I mean, oh, my God, look what I had. And not only that, I'm grateful that I've been given this gift because I think if I had not been able to focus on this book and the gratitude, I would have fallen into a hole of grief and despair. But I was I was pointed in this direction. You know, there's. They're definitely, I don't think gratitude and grief are separate. Not at all. They really live together. They're like two halves of the same coin, right? And it's interesting how you, first of all, that you have so many memories of your accident, but that you also remember, because often our mind will, you know, that will be inaccessible. But part of me wonders, of course, if it's because of the way you showed up with gratitude in that time, which changed the the chemistry of what was going on in your body. There are different chemicals that our body has when we express, like you said, you weren't screaming and crying. And I mean, not that either. I mean, I don't, I'm not sure that I believe me. And and believe me after when I got home, I was there. I had my moments of screaming and crying, but in the accident, I got the message. I was very calm. Which may have saved your life, right? 
keeping your blood pressure down, keeping the hormones that the stress hormones lower, all of these things. Like there's like, there is like a, a bodily reaction to the way that we show up in our feelings. And then the grief is the same. And if we don't allow the grief to move through us, it, like you said, it, you could have gotten stuck there and, and been in that. And the gratitude keeps showing up and the grief never leaves. Grief is not, grief is, you know, grief doesn't go away. It just changes over time. Right. Well, you know, the way I liken it is um, if you haven't loved, grief is because you loved it deeply. Yeah. So if you, if you haven't loved deeply, you don't grieve, you're, you're, you don't grieve deeply. So it is, it, it is, it, they, they are linked because you're, you're grieving and you're so upset for this person not being physically in your life anymore, but you're grateful also that you had this person in your life. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's a tricky thing, especially when you feel like someone's taken too young, you know, too early, it's like how to find that gratitude. And you do that so well, you share that so well. Um, and also at the same time, acknowledge that you went through the grieving process. Oh. So, uh, so important, Irene, I love it. Um, so what are, what today, what does, you know, what is Irene doing today? You've got your podcast. Tell me a little bit more of what um, okay. you know, are you still working with a medium? Like what is, um, what, well, I would tell everyone also that through my podcast, they can, I interview and I'll tell you how the podcast happened. I interview grief and trauma specialists, yep. healers, mediums, and pe- people like Julie, who have tremendously wonderful stories of, um, rebirth and healing and all kinds of things, because I want people to know like happened to me that you can leave that swamp of suffering and heal and move forward in your life and take your experience and have it enrich you in some way. And how this happened was I'm out there with my book. I'm doing my thing. I'm meeting with people. I'm telling my story. And one day, and I don't get a lot of messages. Remember, I just got those three messages right around the accident. And all of a sudden, one day I'm sitting here at my desk and the word podcast comes into my head. It's not my thought again. And I said, what the heck is podcast? I literally am a baby boomer, Julie, and I didn't even know what a podcast was. So now I have a young, wonderful techie. I call her my techie guru, um, publicist. And I say to her, what's a podcast? She goes, oh, I can help you with that. Now I'm, <laughs> to God, now I'm thinking, okay, I'm getting a message and Saul must be still, you know, aligned with me with this. This must be my next step. We had a plan. So who am I going to interview? And I realized that I got through my grief by being passionate about healing. I worked with a life transition coach. I worked with, because now I was aware, I worked with an an energy healer and, um, and a medium. John Edward and all these other people helped me. I said, I'm going to interview these people because now people could go on the podcast, hear who these people are, and make up their own minds which one they want. So have them help them connect with their loved one on the other side or heal or whatever. So now I start to come out with the podcast. And I'm telling you, Julie, it's been like a miracle, which in some way I'm not surprised because I know I'm getting applause on the other side to provide this to people because it's I have uh, 134,000 downloads now in just two years. People yeah. are 
reaching out on YouTube to tell me it's changing their lives. Someone told me it helped them not commit suicide, not to, to take their own life. Um, I'm, I, so what I'm doing is I, you know, the whole purpose of the podcast is to educate what we're talking about, what you're doing also educating people, enlightening people, giving people hope that there's so much more. And again, every day I'm grateful because I am, I'm in awe of how it's helping people. And I'm grateful that I answered the call. And you know, Irene, I love the way you organize your podcast on your website. So your website is ireneweinberg.com. Yes, very yeah. simple. And if you go to the podcast section, the podcasts are arranged by the type of person that you've interviewed, which I think is so, I was like, this is very clever. So if you're looking to connect with a medium, you click on the medium tab and it shows you all the people that are mediums and there's doctors and other like... I love that because it really gives you a place like you're not just providing a podcast. You literally are providing an area of resources of where do I find these people? So kudos to you for that. That Thank is you. wonderful. I loved that about how your podcast is organized. And, you know, it's so funny because I, we didn't talk about the, like the spiritual side or the connection to the other side, like before right. I was on your podcast, like I didn't know I was like rebirth, like, because I did, you know, I survived and now I, you know, have a created a whole new life around gratitude. And then, you know, we share, we talked about my story, which I've shared a few times on my podcast, not a ton, but you know, of how I got messages while I was in the hospital, while I was in a medically induced coma and you know, it was just so interesting that we had this connection and we didn't know it when we just, cause we met very briefly and we were just like, yes, let's talk on the podcast. And then just amazing how I think when we're open and we allow, um, and it does feel more comfortable now to talk about those things. I think when it first happened to me, I didn't tell a lot of people cause I wasn't sure if people would think I was, you know, no, it was like just me. Yeah. Right. Oh, it's just the drugs that you were on or whatever you were hallucinating. I'm like, no, I were, there were definitely times when I was hallucinating and that felt really different. This was like, I felt a message. I heard a message. Um, so I love so much the work that you're doing. I honor you so much for mm -hmm. the way that you share your story. That is, it's so grounded in this like deep, deep gratitude that I think a lot of people just might admire, like I admire that, that deep gratitude that you had for your relationship. And it's also a great reminder that we only have today that gratitude every day, you know, it doesn't get old. It doesn't get tired. It's so important. So as we wrap things up, Irene, is there something that you'd want to leave with our audience? Some, you know, some guidance, some words of wisdom. What would you like to Love share? You. I tell everyone, you know, when they pulled me out of the car and I got the message to be loving and kind to everyone, I realized that includes me too. Mm. And I spend my life with self-love, not because I'm being vain or anything like that, but I'm taking care of myself because the more I am loving and kind to myself, the more I can be loving and kind to others. And I literally am grateful for every blessing that I have. And I'm really happy 
to be able to, in some ways, role model that attitude for other people who never thought about that in their lives. And so that is what I'd really love to tell everyone. Be loving and kind to everyone, but you too. Take care of yourself. Be good to to yourself because it's like when you have that picture of you're in an airplane, you put the, the mask on yourself first before the child. How are you good for the people in your life if you're not also taking care of yourself? You are as precious as any other person in your life. And you deserve as much care and love and respect. And it, and don't look to everyone else to validate you. Learn and heal and do that for yourself and pass it forward. Thanks, Irene. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Julie. And it's just such a pleasure to know you. Yeah, I really enjoyed our time together. Thank you so much, Thank Irene. Thank you so much. Thanks for sticking around till the end of the podcast. I appreciate you. If you're not already following us on your favorite app, make sure you click on the check or follow podcast so you'll be alerted every time there's a new podcast episode. If you enjoyed the episode and want to help us grow, here's some easy things that you can do. You can leave a review on your favorite app. You can share this podcast with a friend and send it directly. And you can also share through social media. Feel free to tag me on any posts in your stories and I'll repost. Thank you to Paul Tedeschini for doing the post-production audio for the podcast. And one last thing, I hope you're choosing to wake up with gratitude every single day.